Hey, and welcome to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am so honored to share this space with you. Here we'll talk all things motherhood, parenting, relationships, mindset, child development, and tapping into your purpose, all to help you live your most aligned and best life. My name is Brittany, and I am married to my high school sweetheart, a mother to four children under the age of six, a certified parenting coach, and a former elementary school teacher turned stay-at-home mom. I am on a mission to help you raise amazing humans while living your purpose and staying somewhat sane in the process. If you're ready to go beyond motherhood, let's jump in. Welcome back to Beyond Motherhood Radio. I am Brittany LaJoy and I am your host. And today we are talking all about self-care. I think 2023 brought this term even more into the spotlight, which is great and wonderful. I think it's something we should definitely be talking about, especially as mothers, but it's been highlighted in a way that it's kind of been put to the back burner, if that makes sense, because our stress has increased, everything's more expensive, demands are more and more, and time is less and less. The world is asking us to do so much more in so much seemingly less time. These demands are not easy to meet, and so what do we do when we're burnt out? What can we do? First of all, self-care is not selfish. We don't have to be thinking in terms of lavish vacations or expensive endeavors or adventurous things. All we need to think about is what it is that we need to take care of ourselves. So when we're loving ourselves well, we're caring for our needs, our emotional, our spiritual, our mental, our physical needs, we model that for our kids. And when we love ourselves well, we love others well. Because in the end, we cannot give what we do not have. Self-care is not selfish. It's actually essential. It's necessary and it's a must for everyone. But especially for you, the caregiver, the household CEO. I am not suggesting that you need to go on a week-long vacation to a tropical location, even though I'll talk about my trip in a minute. And it doesn't mean that we need to have elaborate spa days or girls brunch on the regular although these are highly recommended as well. Self-care can actually be really simple. Some argue that self-care is not a long uninterrupted shower or a solo trip to the grocery store, but honestly, this goes against the popular opinion. I beg to differ, to be honest. In my world with four kids, a busy husband, and a part-time job, and a lot of demands, I do consider these types of things self-care on most days in this season of my life. In my opinion, self-care rituals can be anything that gives you the opportunity to take a moment to be centered and with yourself. Right now, a long uninterrupted shower when I know that a cry from my youngest will be attended to is a version of self-care for me. And I know that it always won't be this way as well. As with our kids, it will not always be this way. I won't think of a long shower as self-care, but right now I do, and I think that that's okay to say. When you're starting to think about incorporating a routine, think about the things that light you up, the things that you enjoy, and the things that bring you calm and peace. It doesn't have to be the same for everybody else. This is your self-care, and this is where you can start. One way that we can begin to take care of ourselves is to set boundaries, and and we've talked about boundaries in a lot of different ways ways in this podcast a lot in season one especially boundaries in our home boundaries with our family boundaries with our kids the people in our lives all of these things and this is important within our home but also outside of the home when was the last time you said no to a request that you knew wasn't right for you at that time probably yesterday 
Saying yes to obligations, requests is almost too easy for us to do as moms. And this is something that I'm dedicated to working on in 2024. I heard a phrase the other day, and I know it's definitely not going to be the exact phrase, but it felt really aligned in, in something I want to adopt. It was something like this. I'm saying no because I don't have any interest in adding anything more to my plate at the moment. I'm not saying like, no, I don't have time because I could probably make time, but I'm not interested in adding anything else. Again, the original quote was probably a little more eloquent than that, but that was the idea. And this also includes saying no to like funner things too. Like if your friends are planning a brunch, but the thought of adding a four-hour event to your calendar on a precious Sunday feels like too much right now, just say no. I promise you, your friends will understand, and they might even be jealous of your boundaries. Uh, That might even be true. It's okay to hold these boundaries. It might sound like this. I'm going to say no this time, but please keep inviting me. I'll be able to join you when I'm feeling a little less full. Holding your boundaries at home is important too with your kids and your family. It might sound something like this. I'm saying no right now because this is my workout time and I'll check in with you when I'm finished. Or my husband and I use this a lot. We say something like, we love spending time with you too and we're sad to leave you, but sometimes adults need time together without kids and tonight we're going on a date or we're going to dinner. We'll say goodnight to you when we get home. It's simple, but it's not easy, especially if you're you are a recovering people pleaser, which I've I've seen on a lot of people's like bios out there, like recovering people pleaser. What does that mean? It means setting boundaries. It means saying no when your heart says no. Like a muscle, it will get easier with more and more practice. And as we say all the time on this podcast, modeling love and boundaries to our kids will set them up for higher self-esteem and they will in turn be able to practice their self-care and setting boundaries more successfully later on. When we don't take the time to care for ourselves, we are living in misalignment of who we're destined to become and to be. In the long run, it just doesn't work. In my experience, there are five simple things that are completely free that can be added into our lives with a little habit creation probably, but you totally need these things for your mental health as a mom. And here they are. Number one, movement. If you know me at all, you know that I will preach movement and exercise until I'm blue in the face. Personally, it can change my entire outlook on my day. I have been in the fitness industry as a personal trainer I completed in a bikini fitness competition in my prior life. And more recently, I have been a virtual wellness coach, partnering people with at-home fitness programs. However, I say this because my history with movement and exercise has been extensive. I've been doing fitness, involved in fitness. I enjoy fitness. I enjoy competitions, um, events, and those types of things. But that doesn't have to be your story. And so I'm saying that just because I do have a history in fitness and wellness doesn't mean that you have to, you can still start at ground zero because we all start at ground zero. When I became a mom, the mindset on movement and exercise shifted for me a ton, like night and day. At first it changed because I got slapped in the face with reality that I didn't have two hours to spend outside my home at a gym anymore. So at first I didn't appreciate or like the shift at all, but after seeing results from simple movement, practical exercises and healthy habits, post baby, I realized that I'm moving my body for me and I'm not moving it for what I look like, although that feels good too, but I'm putting in the daily deposits in order to be the best version of myself and my mental health truly depends on it. 
Please hear me out when I say this. You do not need to run a marathon or spend hours at the gym. You need to invest in a few pieces of at-home fitness equipment, pack your kids up in the stroller, and just get moving. I personally love to use Body, which is formerly Beachbody On Demand for my workouts. It has extensive variety, thousands of different workouts. It's literally kept me hooked for six years, pregnant, postpartum, all the things. I have used the same virtual wellness platform. And I can definitely help you out if you're looking to find a solution like this. Let me know. I'd be happy to help you, lead you in the right direction. But I do mostly everything from home. I actually, this is funny and timely, I had a few hours yesterday without my kids. And so I took advantage to go to a gym and I was going to just do a workout at the gym. I have always loved that environment. You guys, I, I am like so embarrassed to say this, but... I was on the treadmill and I sweat through my pants so bad that I was embarrassed to keep going to do the second half of my workout. So I left and I'm like, this is why I work out at home. I think it was just circumstantial, obviously. Like I didn't know that those pants are as see-through as they were, but they were. And I had to leave the gym because of that. Anyways, at-home fitness is where it's at for me right now. I truly dream of that day I can go to the gym again consistently, but nothing beats at-home fitness. It just works for me and a lot of moms that I work with. Uh, It just makes sense. You get to decide what works for you, but get moving for at least 20 to 30 minutes a day in 2024. The second completely free habit or tip that I can share with you that will work on your mental health, give you that self-care outlet, is quiet As a mom, you might be chuckling at this. Quiet? When am I possibly going to find a time that is quiet? But I promise you when I say five minutes a day can do wonders. I personally suggest a morning quiet time. Check out my morning routine podcast for tips on how to get started with this. But truly, any time you can dedicate to practicing gratitude, praying, meditating, or just sitting there in silence adds big dividends to your mental health. This does not include scrolling your phone. In fact, that actually decreases your mental health. So as you're sitting there, put your timer on if you need to on your phone and put your phone to the side because scrolling does not help. Number three, water. Did you know that dehydration not only puts our internal organs at risk, but it can also increase our risk for anxiety and depression? The other day, this is a true story, I was complaining of severe kidney pain. I didn't know if it was my kidney, but that's the location it was. I Googled the whole thing. I saw where my kidneys were. That's what was painful. And I was positive that I was either in kidney failure or I had kidney stones. But it turns out I was dehydrated. I legit thought I was dying. And I told my husband, listen, I'm telling you this now because he doesn't really like to complain. He kind of just like finds a solution. I think I've talked about that before. He's more of solution oriented. Okay, so your kidney hurts. What are you going to do about it? I said, I'm just going to tell you this. I'm really in pain. It really, really hurts. So if anything happens, I told you. And I think it's my kidneys. And he kind of rolled his eyes. And I went on WebMD and I said, oh, maybe I'm just dehydrated. (laughs) So I got an electrolyte, drank it, felt much better. Anyways, This just goes to show how much weight water holds. Headache, drink water. Tired, drink water. Hungry, drink water. Grumpy, you got it, drink water. If you don't love plain water, try adding in an electrolyte. There are tons of brands and flavors now. Electrolytes seem to be like exploding right now. And there's good reason for it. They really add 
a lot to our hydration system. One thing to be aware of, though, as you're looking through electrolytes and brands you might love is to keep an eye out for that sugar content because there is no need to be adding sugar to your water. There are just some great options out there with low sugar content, no sugar. You don't need to be adding sugar to your water. That just doesn't make any sense. That just So just keep that in mind. Anyways, number four, the fourth habit, the fourth tip is sleep. Personally, I love sleep and I'm very affected by sleep. My husband and I used to joke about how much sleep that I required, but obviously in this season of life, I can't remember the last time I got a full night's sleep. And that's okay though. I have four young kids and I understand. And I I think about this a lot, actually. It, it's not my Roman empire, but it's something I think about a lot. I actually dread the days where I'm going to have to wake up my kids because they're sleeping until 10 a.m. and I have to get them out of bed as opposed to them waking me up. I will take this time now and I will appreciate it. But with that said, my family is very conscious of our nighttime and our bedtime routines. We don't schedule anything that's going to affect our kids' bedtimes or anything like that because it's just very important that they get 10 to 12 hours of sleep. We know how important sleep is for all of us. And so I go to bed early, so I rise early for a workout and that elusive quiet time that we talked about. And science says that as adults, we actually need seven to nine hours a night of sleep. And if you're laughing at this, please consider finding ways to make this happen for you more often. Are weekends a little more flexible? Are you able to limit Netflix to a single episode at night before bed? How can you start to help your mental health by sleeping more? Without enough sleep, our immunity is weakened. Trust me, moms cannot get sick. (laughs) Our stress hormones build up and it can trigger that anxiety again and weight gain. We just don't need any of this, right? We just don't need any of the, the bad stuff that comes with lack of sleep. Number five, the last free thing that you can incorporate to boost your mental health and self-care is friendships. No one gets moms like other moms. This doesn't mean you need a hundred friends, just a few good people, just some connection outside of your home. When I was teaching, my best friendships were my colleagues and they were supportive, but they also understood the types of stressors that I had. Now that my role is mostly mom, my core friendships are with other moms, kids around the same age. Like I said, they just get it. There are things that you just can't explain to someone who isn't a mom yet or ever, and that's okay. You can still be friends with them but find those treasurable friendships and it will make a huge difference on your mental health. Treasure these people. Like I said at the top of the show, self-care isn't always glamorous, but sometimes it can be. And if it can be, let it be. Now I'm saying this with so much love and I'm also yelling it because I feel like it's so important that you hear this. If you have an opportunity to take advantage of some really fabulous, glamorous self-care, do it and enjoy it. If you're able to take a trip with your partner, book a night at a hotel room alone, or go on an adventure with friends, do it. Thank the people that are helping you make it happen. Make sure you have things lined up at home and go. My husband and I recently took a trip with some friends to St. John. We planned the trip over a year ago, and since planning, one of my best friends got engaged and planned her wedding for the same day that we're going to fly out to St. John. No problem. We just added a couple of days into the front of our trip and got to visit Nashville, which was a bucket list location for us, and be a part of her wedding in Kentucky, which was amazing. Due to the nature of the travel, We would have either had to rent a car and hotels, Uber everywhere, 
or do what we did, which was amazing. And we rented a small RV with a shower and a bathroom right on board. So we took our trip and took it on the road, literally. I cannot tell you how much fun this was to do. It was such an adventure and something that just worked out so perfectly with our travel plans. Now, we were away for eight days. And this is so stressful as a mom. I am saying it and I'm reliving the anxiety that I had as I was planning and thinking about leaving my four kids for eight days. It was stressful. It was anxiety ridden. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. Everybody kept asking, are you excited? Are you looking forward to it? And I would say, yes, I am. But I'm also nervous or anxious or I don't know what it was. It just It's just a matter of leaving kids. You get it. You know this. You're a mom. But there were things that helped me actually love and thrive on vacation for eight days that made me not want to come home. And I literally am looking forward to the next time we can go to St. John or another place like that because it was just so amazing. Now, here's some things. One of the things that helped me love the vacation that we were on was a place that I've wanted to to visit and explore. So also due to the nature of how to get there, it's not easy. Small airports, wild taxi rides, ferry rides, and there were there so there weren't many families there were there weren't many little kids there and this actually made it so much easier for me to detach from my own kids because even if you're on vacation when you see kids you immediately think of your own right so kids were not very prevalent there which worked out immensely for me and my mental health uh, and i was able to take my self care very seriously another really cool thing was that we were living in a unique situation. When we went on vacation, we went with eight other couples and we stayed together in a really large villa. So next to the villa was a little bungalow and nobody in the group wanted to be in the bungalow. And because we were late to arrive, we got, my husband and I got to be in the bungalow. And the best part is we wanted to be in that bungalow because we thoroughly enjoy living with others, but actually also having our own space. So if there's an opportunity to be together in a group, but also have your own separate location, whether it's like a separate floor or something like that, I recommend it just if you are if you have a similar personality to me. Another note on traveling with others, I really think that the group made a huge difference. So to some extent, you might not know if it's the right group until you get there, but this can also make or break the experience. We were large enough as a group, as a whole, that we could separate into smaller groups for a meal, or we could go to uh, day adventures or day activities as a large group and then go separately. And we just had so many different varieties and options and everybody was like down to do whatever because we're all parents and we were all kind of like escaping for a little bit. And so it was a really good group to go with. Highly recommend a good traveling group. The next thing that had me loving vacation for eight days without my four kids was staying busy curious and adventurous. There was no time to think about back home and I made it that way because I wanted it to be that way. However, I did make sure to incorporate some of the habits that I love. Like I brought some of my favorite um, supplements and protein and I was able to find a gym that I went to a couple of mornings just because it's part of my routine and part of my habits. So if I had the opportunity to do those things, I wanted to keep it as consistent for my mental health and for my self-care as I could. So I was busy, curious, said yes to things. We went on cool adventures. We did things we wouldn't normally do. Obviously on vacation, that's something that you do. Take advantage of that. 
The last thing that really helped me love vacation for eight days without my four kids was a rock solid support system to care for the children. We knew about this trip a year in advance. And because of that, we were able to make childcare arrangements far enough in advance that calendars were open and everyone felt comfortable with their role. Our caretakers did not contact us once. I'm going to say that again. Our caretakers did not contact us once. I'm sure the kids were not perfect angels, but we didn't even know about it. We knew that they were they would be able to take on or tackle anything that they were faced with. They graciously handled every situation. And we were very thankful for this because this was not the, the same for the other couples we were with. Some couples were hearing from their loved ones back home about their children and just feeling anxious and stressed about it. Our self-care meters were maxed out on this trip. And this was like the number one reason, rock solid support system. So if you're able to take a vacation in 2024, do it. Make the arrangements that you know are going to make you feel comfortable back home so that you are able to really dive into that self-care, that reflection, that quiet, all of the things that we need in order to refresh ourselves, recharge ourselves, and come back even stronger as moms when we're home. Listen, I know you're beating yourself up for something today. I forgot to pack my youngest son's sneakers in his backpack just this morning. He's clonking around that classroom today in boots, and I feel guilty about it. I even emailed his teacher. Is he okay? I don't really email teachers. I I know that teachers have enough on their plates. I know that they are doing the best they can with every situation. So that's not like me to email and be like, is he okay without his boots? I just felt really guilty. And you probably have a similar story that you did this morning. She told me he was fine and he would be fine. And I knew he would be fine. It was just that reassurance that I needed, that recovering people pleaser, right? But he will love me so hard when he sees me again later today. When we connect again later today, he'll forgive me. I'm sure he already has. And he will think I'm still pretty cool. As a mom, you have ridiculously high expectations of yourself, but your kids already love you more than you know. When you are happy, when you are healthy and you are whole, they have the best chance at a happy and healthy life too. Self-care is not selfish. I'm rooting for you. See you next time. Hey, thanks for tuning in today. I hope you love this episode. And if you did, would you please share it with another mom friend? We cannot support each other enough these days. And perhaps sharing this podcast will bring some light to someone else in your life. Feel free to leave a rating and review so we can continue to have these important parenting conversations together. With that, I'll see you next time. Take care.